Consider the image which presents the Pope's birth, emerging not from the vaginal canal of a human woman, but rather from the quivering, prolapsed rectum of a hideous she-devil. The papacy reduced to a fecal stillbirth, passed through the ulcerated sphincter of a sulfurous demon. Where there are asses, there must be shit. Welcome to Crude. I'm here in the Berlin studio with Frank and Misty, and we're joined by our London correspondent, Effie. And today we're talking about shit, scat, hard sports. It's a hard limit for a lot of people, but we all shit. We're not going to say poop today, no? We're going to say shit. No, shit, crap. We can, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different, uh, many, many words. Um, and it's a hard limit for a lot of people. I've had uh, personal and professional experience with shit, so we'll be going into some of those anecdotes. But also I think as it's such a kind of profane topic, it's interesting to think about some general theoretical questions of what shit means um, generally to us and then what it means, especially in a sexual context, especially if it's something that's so taboo. Um, full disclosure, everything that I am talking about I got from my internet rabbit holes, but there's anthropological writings, Marxist material writings, theological writings, even a whole type of um, literary criticism of uh, FICO poetics that we can touch upon, given that we're in Germany. Um, I thought it was quite interesting that Luther was a literal shit demon. <laughs> Um, because You're going to have to explain this. Well, I sent you guys a photo, which we can put in the show notes, that's from... Because apparently it could have been the 95 feces, which I, that's not my... Those aren't my words. I found in this Fecal Fridays blog uh, called Martin Luther in the Toilet. Um, apparently, according to this author um, who will cite, nine, uh, about 40% of Luther's writings are around shit. He called the Pope, uh, a Pope asked fart, asked God in Rome, and he said that the world is the gaping anus of uh, the devil himself. Satan, I was about to say, it must be him. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that Martin Luther, the um, founder of the Protestant religion, was a total shit demon. How do you mean? Is this, was, was it a kink thing with him, or... Where did you find this? Because they never taught me that in school. I, I never is, heard about any of this. This is actually very widely documented in multiple sources. I read a really interesting article on a blog called Fecal Fridays called Martin Luther on the Toilet, um, which coined the, f coined the phrase 95 feces. And it's actually well known that he came up with the ideas for the Reformation on the toilet. He himself said this. <laughs> um, this yeah. No. Where, where's this, where's this going? Keep going. The director of the Martin Luther Foundation uh, was looking into this. They basically found Luther's toilet recently, which was this 30 centimeter stone hole. Um, and the director of the foundation was looking into it and said, this is where the birth of the Reformation took place. So given that this is such a foundational thing to European culture, views of shit, ties into views of hygiene, and especially as I think this episode came out of some conversations that we had of uh, this thesis that a friend of mine proposed that Germany is a shit culture. Like the UK, because people have this sort of corporal punishment background, is like a spanking culture, whereas Germany is a shit culture. So I thought this was really interesting to uncover so much stuff about. You mean, you mean in fetish, in, in certain contexts that 
sort of in some countries people are have are more into certain types of, of fetishes like because is is shit play i wanted to say poop play but I, i'm gonna go with everyone i'm gonna say shit is shit play something more prevalent in germany or does it not occur in no, other areas just as a topic in general i've been i mean i'm coming from a deeply protestant family mm. i feel like you know um actually m my dad is a gastroenterologist mm. so he actually read us he read us those letters of patients sending him literal pictures of their poo, you know, being like, is this problematic? Um, I just wanted to make sure I had these really weird bumpy farts last night and that was the result of it. Um, so, and he read those out to us um, when I was, you know, as a kid. And even after, I feel like I know so many families where you shit in front of each other. Bathroom stones have don't have doors. The German toilet. There's that classic Zizek thing of the German toilet, as yeah. which we can also link in the show notes. Yeah. So the German toilet, as uh, Zizek, the Slovenian philosopher, emphasized. So there's a lot of toilets here where there's a bowl above the bowl that catches whatever you do, catches your shit, and you can you can look at it before you f before you flush it down no you meant to you meant to you take a good look that's a good point like every time i come to berlin i love the fact that your toilet bowls are so like wide in that way and i get a chance to look at my shape before it goes down because in the uk it's gone gone and dusted and i can't analyze it it's gone well his like, argument is that the uk is sort of liberal middle of the road right so shit floats france revolutionary shit goes down straight away uh <laughs> and then german is sort of materialist you know you look at your shit you analyze your shit and then you but i guess the point is that just reading a bit about shit before we even get into it in a I mean, I think that's linked, that it is this sort of, it's this highly significant symbolic substance, as well as the really intense materiality of it. Um, and one of the most cited anthropological writers about shit is Mary Douglas. I don't know if you guys have... No. She wrote this Purity and Danger, and a lot of it's a lot of conflation with like waste, dart, and shit. Um, and she writes that shit signifies the other side of the border, the place where I am not, which permits me to be, the corpse. The most sickening of wastes uh, is a border that encroached upon everything. And I guess starting with an anecdote, my I was always, I think, without really thinking about it, like, oh, no, that's a hard limit for me. Like, I would not engage in this. I had a boyfriend when I was 25 who was uh, just, like, slowly quite into this. Um, and... I found it interesting and then it started with with kind of eating like small bits of my shit and then we had one evening what he went straight because i thought like into what like you know i thought being shat on but no it was straight <laughs> no, having a little cup of it yeah he would like fuck my ass and then i would like I shit it out that. and then he would have his cum mix with my shit and i was like oh and wow. then have a soup yeah <laughs> we were also super in love and it was a very for me like this like really eye-opening intimate thing um, and then, but I was like, I'm, I'm not going to touch it. And then, um, and then I ended up one evening with him where it was just everything, piss, shit, vomit all over us. And then we looked into a mirror and he, and I was like covered in, yeah, the abject. And he was like, you look so beautiful. And this was, this is to this day, one of the most ex uh, powerful experiences of my life. Um, and I you felt, felt beautiful. I think it was just this, this, I mean, there was the intensity of the smell. So it wasn't something that I was like, oh, this is so hot. I'm loving this. It was like really a primal. I'm, I love him. So I'm going to like overcome this thing, like super visceral for months and months. I felt like everything else in the world was like gray because it was such a vibrant, like intense experience. And I guess, yeah, since then, I mean, 
there's there's this also coming back to Germany. I don't know if you know this figure of the Dukatenkacker, who's like a. a I've heard of, no, I don't know. What it's it a is. statue on the famous statue from the 14th century on his church uh, in Goslar in Germany of like this cherub shitting uh, shitting like gold coins. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of poignant to me because, yeah, I've also like shit on people and charged for it. So <laughs> thinking about what this means, why people are into this, what what shit signifies to all of us. And I think especially in this kind of bring like, yeah, with Luther, this idea that like, is this something unique to Christianity where, you know, God has incarnated as a human and between nativity and crucifixion, he shits. But don't you think it's like a specific Protestant thing? Because, you know, Catholics, they're so into aesthetics. <laughs> they have the good smells, the good light. I don't think they're into shit. Yeah, interesting. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Protestantism is constipated. Maybe Catholicism is more No, like I feel like it's more constipated because <laughs> they don't want it to come out. They're just holding everything in and refusing to admit that you have these, you know, dirty parts of you. Yeah. Desires. What are these dirty desires? How common do you think this is? Because for me, this is it's something I've never come across. I've read about scat. I know in a lot of older literature, also in Britain, some writers are more scatty, 17th and 18th centuries, where you'd read about it. But I've never come across this in a, in a kinky sexual, like maybe some bit of pee play. This is something I've seen. I think a lot of people are into that. Not personally, not me. But with the with the shit, with the poop, this was something I've never seen or encountered. Yeah. Is it common? Is it am I missing out? Uh I don't think it's like super common. Um it's definitely like in the sort of like yeah, it would be called hard sports. It's like one of these like more extreme things, like blood play. Like I I, I would say it's generally viewed like this. It's sort of the Well, so is it part of the? Would you would you put it in if we're going to use pigeonholes? Would you put it in the BDSM part of uh, fetish and kink, or is it something else? Is it something different? It or? could be. I've definitely had people eat my shit as like a form of worship, or like I mean, it is it is this like bodily substance. I mean, do you feel like that about other bot like spit, cum? Maybe that's you know thinking about like different what these different orifices kind of symbolize and then mean to us in a sexual context. I've just never really thought about it till we started talking about this, about the show, what we're going to talk about, like all the other, all the other fluence I've had experience of and, and desired and wanted and played with it, but I just, I've never really thought about it. It is actually interesting to think about it like systematically, you know, of all the fluids or different kind of substances that we eject and what kind of fantasies we have. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start with the ears, Mm-hmm. You know, once I, you know, tore like a big chunk of brown stuff out of it. Ear, it was, ear wax. Ear wax. It was hard. It really? was actually like, yeah, it was a proper chunk. It was it an like, accident or did someone ask you to, or did you? No, I just found, I was like, what this, fu-? you know, this way, very, you know, it's like a t- proper piece. And then I got it out and it was like, you know, bigger than my, you know, uh, pinky t- fingernail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, gave it mm, to my partner as a gift. And we used it for sex play. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so nice. But that just happened on the spur of the moment. It was massage, you know, massage cream. And we did it. But I was thinking, you know, like, there's no, no one has that kind of fetish, do they? I'm sure. I mean, there must be. But it's also, yeah, it's interesting how, I mean, how you'd view that as opposed to shit differently, right? Like, I guess it's not as smelly. There's also all of this pathogenic stuff when it comes to shit that, you know, people are worried about. 
And but I think we've I mean, even if you haven't like eaten someone's shit or shit on someone, you must have like gotten shit on your dick or shat on someone's dick or shot like there must have been shit at some point. Oh, definitely, totally. In, in so, with and men who have sex with men, it's it's common. You know, some people douche, some people don't. Some people are into this. It's definitely a smell and a thing. You have to, it's part of it. It's part of a lot of the play. Damned if you douche, damned if you so, don't. <laughs> douche if you do, and douche if you don't. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah, it's there, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's always there. It's I've just always never there. been We're tempted to. I've just never been tempted to take it off my dick and start giving them a back rub with it. <laughs> Maybe it's, I really am. <laughs> but are there also other ones who just like into the texture or into the smell and then they, you know, play around with it more, or you, you know, yeah. where it's like literally, the, you know, not just the symbol, but the thing. Um, I would say like I've, for me, I personally only experience people having this fetish around shit insofar as it comes from me. So it's sort of like watching me do it or doing it into their mouth or like okay it's really related to that and it's this sometimes fantasy about um if i'm in like a you know latex and then being this like beautiful dom shitting into their mouth so this contrast between this abject and this you know idealization but then i know other people who have posted their shit in the mail so sometimes but probably can be like that yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Freud has a lot to say about this, about the anal stage and how that's it is the first moment that you, you know, that you sort of experience humiliation in a way with you're just shitting and they're the first time you're told no you can't do this and it's with something that's like solid i've even i read into i read some really weird 60s texts where like they were like shitting is the first experience of private property because, <laughs> <laughs> because you either like you know give it to the sewer or to your parent or it's you know what i mean i guess you pee but you know you shit you just shit without thinking about it but in a way it is this extension of yourself but the most abject perverse extension of yourself yeah it's still sometimes an you know, extension that you're very proud of because it's quite it can be quite tall yeah oh i love that <laughs> yeah, it's funny how misty you were saying earlier that that earwax was almost like a gift that you gave to your partner um and that l you were talking about how like your really profound intimate loving moment with your boyfriend in the past where shit was included it really is kind of like a gift because it's the most it can be seen as a really vulnerable thing to shit in front of someone or to even to expel the earwax, you know. But the shitting is like I think the most. And so I feel like being being able to share that really vulnerable private part that that could be one side of it. Being vulnerable with someone and including shit like it's even when you're with someone and you let out a fart which is like the in between, I guess. And where some people feel like, oh, I can share a fart with my partner. Shit is like next level. It's funny that you see that way because, I mean, just to throw in a little anecdote from this weekend, um, I was at a bathroom on Friday and a lot of people were in that bathroom um, for, you know, probably most people know why. And, I, you know, I had to pee and I didn't expect. Um, it was a surprise poo, to, put, to be completely blunt. And there were like five people in there. And I... You know, I didn't, I never planned to take a shit in front of five people. And I do have to say, like, it was, it, it wasn't, it didn't completely feel as a gift at that time. <laughs> Did anyone say anything? Oh, yeah. No, they, they ran out. 
they ran out. It was it was um, it was quite something. Apparently, it stood right until you know to the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Reminded them all of their humanness because isn't this the thing like you were saying with Luther? A few hundred years ago, it was just so much more part of everyone's lives because it was different. Um, you know, you took your potty with you to church. You 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 went for shit. You went for a wee in the church. You went for it everywhere. You brought these things with you, and people were surrounded with it. And people had it. And now we're we're locking it away. There was the water closet. There was the. Yeah. I would have thought it was the forbidden, the forbidden aspect of it. But you guys seem to be talking about other kind of kinks related to the maybe the worshiping and maybe just um, and other aspects which I hadn't really considered. Well, kind of relating to that, one of these seminal texts is this uh, Dominic Laporte history of shit, where he argues that the modern state established itself through its role as the grand collector, the cloqua, which is, a, I guess, a Latin term for toilet, maxima, that reigns over all that shit, channeling and purifying it, hiding its places of business from sight. So it's something that, and I think because I'm doing this project around... Um, sex worker history and I was reading Caliban and the Witch and a lot about the like enclosures that happened in Europe which was also the same time that people were moving from the countryside into cities the time of you know nascent capitalism and so you have these great stinks in London before people realized that okay the shit is you know there's bacteria and shit it was people were perfuming to try to protect from from these diseases right because it was all considered to be smell so this time in which you have like the birth of and then following that like immunology and all of these things is centered around the controlling of shit and these constructions of systems of hygiene. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know, just in a way I was like, oh, wow, I feel like really like sitting with shit is a way of kind of going past that or like trying to kind of deal with this uh no, History. absolutely. I I don't know if you know the sociologist, like he's a German one, Norbert Elias, uh, and his book, um, The Process of Civilization. Mm. And he talks like about, you know, two main things that he mentioned is one, how our food, you know, looks, has started over history to look l a lot less like the animal. Yeah. And the other one is how we've started to hide more and more when we take shits. Mm. And that it used to be, you know, the thing that you do communally is not at all you know, a thing you would have, you know, like the Romans, I think they had their loose, like, right, you know, like in, in, in rows, pretty much. Um, and it was considered completely normal. And that really part of the part of the history of civilization is that you keep the, the animalistic parts of yourself more more hidden mm. from your, you know, fellow fellow yeah. humans. Well, I'm sure we've all, like, I know for a fact, like some people, me included, that if you're with a new partner or your boyfriend or whatever partner, and you don't shit for like multiple days and i heard a story about a friend of mine who i think didn't shit for like five to ten days and then I could never. was like having some severe stomach pain and they had to get hospitalized were they I, protestant I, potentially <laughs> and it turns out that they were holding in their shit because their, their mind to gut was like telling them i can't do a shit in front of this guy um so that they would like hold it out which goes back to the gift thing. So if you feel comfortable enough to shit in front of your partner, then that's actually a gift because it's it's very it's it's hard for me to even pee in front of people like normally, but to do a shit is <laughs> You've like come a long out. way. Thank you. Yeah, I certainly have. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, working on it. Still work in progress. Um, but the shit, like I said earlier, is like next level. But yeah, the inability to shit in front of your partner and let it hold it in for days and days when you feel comfortable and in love with someone enough, or you're getting paid enough <laughs> to do it. <laughs>
Do you think it could harm the romantic relationship, though? I definitely have friends who think that's the case. What, shitting in front of each other? Yes, yeah, I've people never have that. shot in front of any there you partner go. Really? or ex-wife. Or I'm I'm trying to think back. I don't I've, think I have. I definitely have partners who haven't. But I also like I really get like a kinky turn on from like being kind of pushy about it when I can see that they're shy about it, and I feel like it's sort of like a dog who's sort of like you know giving you the eyes when he's shitting, and then to just like stand there and stare at them. <laughs> but it's I mean you know like. I just, I love that. It just feels so sort of, um, yeah, like very intimate, very, I, I love it. But I am sure that the people that you've done that to maybe thank you for that, you know? It, it, you've given them a gift of letting them shit in front <laughs> of you. I've given them the gift of watching them shit. Truly, because like, <laughs> it's just so freeing. It's like this is a natural course, like it's a bodily thing that everybody does. Um, and it should be it should be shared, you know, as long you know to an extent. <laughs> Could this be the first episode where we give our listeners some homework? It's to over the next until the next episode, maybe try and uh, try and see if they can do this in front of their partner, and then maybe I mean, message. Or even more people, you know, find a couple of friends, get them get them together. Ro- Roman Roman style. <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean I guess like it could also be a hot thing that somebody thinks that you never shit but I just I I find it hot to to mix like both see people shitting and to be and to shit on people but is it the same if you smell your partner's fart so you're in bed you're both in the blanket someone goes and then do you both go under the blanket and take a good sniff? Or do yeah. You, yeah. I, do, I, I knew, even love smelling your it. farts, Effie. Like, I'm just like, it just is like, even if it's like toxic and painful, I just like, lo- it's just sitting through that together and be like, wow, that was an intense yeah, one. Yeah, but that's also a testament to our friendship and that, like, yeah. you know, that I feel free enough to do it and very, very sorry because sometimes they are potent. <laughs> but I definitely had a partner who was not okay with farting not in bed and it was very that strange was she Protestant? Well. <laughs> but do you think that also she should she should have been <laughs> no i have to say no no my partner's a very i don't know like his butthole i think is weirdly shaped so the farts are so loud like you know they're rattling and the wind <laughs> um so there's definitely moments now where i'm like you know if we just cooking or whatever i'm like this is this is too much like we if we have to stop our conversation you know for for this to take place i banned that but it is difficult though like if you if you've got an arrangement with someone and you both agree that for example i'm gonna go shit on them and then i know that in advance the preparation and the stress that i put my body through to go ahead and do that it's it can take a toll on you and it's really quite stressful like if I know like a day in advance or the night before I eat and drink whatever it takes and spend the whole day avoiding the toilet so that I accident, do an accidental poo can fuck up your insides a bit. Yeah. It can cause a lot of stress and it can also like kind of ruin the moment because you get to that place and then you have to, you, you haven't even got time to talk. You're like, get in, I've got to shit on you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not that easy. It's, there was no other interaction. No. Betty said hi and then the they have shit in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's get, hard to time it. It's very hard to time it. Like you've got to make sure that you're, you know, it, it, it's not as easy as um, yeah. spitting. Pissing even Pissing. isn't as easy. You can just drink a bunch and yeah. then, you know. No, I remember the first time, like, I went to another, flew to another city to see someone for the purpose of shitting on a plate for them to eat it. And then I was like, okay, how, and I they think they told me to eat certain foods. Maybe it was like avocado. I can't remember what else. So yeah. they were they were ordering, so they thought that would have an influence on whatever this, this yeah. shit would taste like or yeah. smell like. Yeah. 
but then and then I but I I had not done this before in this kind of context so then I was like trying so hard to shit and in the end I just like produced this like really tiny kind of deer pellet <laughs> but because I was straining so hard just like pissed all over it <laughs> and then he was just like oh thanks for trying <laughs> it was very sweet I feel like for me I'm it's just gonna have to come naturally because if I tr- even f- yeah f- trying to do it can really like fuck up your guts um, as great as it can be, if it, if it comes out great, fantastic. But you know, there is also an element of like your indigest, your digestive system, and that plays a part in it. For so sure. it can, you know, can affect your health as well when you really like want to do it. If you hold it in for too long, oh, or if for you, like, sure. Push too hard. Which is like an example of when you're not doing it because you want to avoid doing it. But then when you want to try and do it, so then you're like kind of changing your diet up or kind of like thinking too much about it because there's really a lot to say between like mind and gut relationship for sure is the is the main thing that you being like that you experience is that people actually ask you to shit in their mouths is this the is this the main thing that because it's totally not what i imagined the main i would say in most situations that have involved shit it's been there's been eating eating okay either it directly in the mouth or shit on a plate and eat it yeah I don't know. But I I would say it's usually like this. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever just like I had. No, I have. I have also just like shit on someone's chest and then they've washed it off. So I think it, that kind of reminds me of when you like sharing cum. So the cum goes in your mouth and into theirs. Similar with pee. Similar with spit. Um, some also like to share that and like just have sharing moment of because it's your own bodily fluids and like give me what what came out of you. This is real like just wanting to be enmeshed in each other's bodily fluids. It's so strange for me because I've always had shit or poop in another category from all those other body fluids and I'm really starting to think about, yeah, the this of drinking and taking part of them, of them being part of you, this kind of, you know, this, this symbiosis part of the fluids, whereas with shit I just hadn't put it in that category before. No, but also did you ever experience any, because one thing is to shit in someone's mouth and I can see actually how I could take pleasure in that. But then making out with my own shit is definitely like next level. Yeah, it was a bit off-putting. For me that like the only, I think that's only been in like super intimate situations personally. And I, I feel like that was coming more from it being something they really liked that then I was like, okay, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. In other situations, maybe it's a bit more naughty, like, oh, there's this bit of sh- your shit on the butt plug, like. <laughs> yeah, or like <laughs> that licking. kind of vibe. I've enjoyed licking my finger after um, yes. fingering someone with my bare finger. Like, I really like that. And I like maintaining, like, deep eye contact while I'm doing it. Yeah, so that's the part. So that has an element of shit. Eating, like, an actual tart is, like, it's... I've only <laughs> done that once, and it was very intense. And it was really, like, it was the pushing through. How much then of I it t- did you eat, though? Did you have four? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> It was no, it was in my flat. Oh my god! And then my my mom actually came like I, maybe some days later to help me move. And I I only noticed then there was like a shit handprint on the wall, <laughs> like just like this. And I was like, I really hope she didn't see that. No, there was no fork. Um, it was just like yeah, with hands or in directly into the mouth. But I I I definitely had the vibe of like chewing on it of like it being like a turd yeah (laughs) uh and then it was funny i like i was working in a bar at the time and then i met this like i think he was canadian performance artist 
and his whole practice was like licking public toilets. And I met him like in this really random situation right after. And then we had this, yeah, really in-depth kind of conversation about what this had done to our psyche, having having had this super intense experience. Wow, um, the stars were really aligned for you. Yeah, am I manifested? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the like the the source of the intensity? Was it literally just the fact that the smell was like I don't know unbearable at first, and you really yeah. had to over- okay the smell and the texture was really overpowering. And it's like I've even ha- I've had that in some intense situations when I've shat on people, and it's been like that that it stayed there or something. That it's something that you're so used to get rid of or like get rid of mm. and. It, and that time that it was just the real like sensory intensity of of everything and the texture yeah and then i'm thinking of another time where i i literally had to like stop and collect myself because i was like i not fainted but i almost it was it was so intense that i just i think there is i i th- that time i did experience like a blah, and then you're like okay but what what is actually happening and then you kind of get like i mean i guess if you you know if you have that smell coming from wherever you're like okay that's the smell that's happening but visceral reaction but also because it's supposed to be this thing that just goes away for me like very it's very awakening to all of my senses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but still you would just eat your partner's or someone you love with shit you wouldn't just eat I only had that's uh, okay. yeah, okay, okay, and okay. then when I've been in situations where people have been wanting to be like, like <laughs> get you know, even with my own shit, like get close to me with my own shit, I'm like no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so the making out with your own shit is for the moment. For me so far, it's been not. Yeah, it's been also like I shit on you. That's <laughs> your thing, and I watch it, and I'm there, but like I will not receive it back. But it's the same with me with cum to be honest, or pee. Like, I, if I'm with someone that I really like, like, I'm like, come in my mouth, come oh in my, my God. face. Absolutely. But if not, I think cum is the most disgusting thing ever. Like, <gasps> I, I can be like, really like, ugh, about it. So, I don't know, there's obviously some line for me there that I'm, you know. So it depends yeah. on the intensity of the relationship or how, how, how you connect with that particular person and how you share. And I do understand the thing of just like wanting loads of people to come on you. I could have people, come, loads of people come on me, but into sure. my mouth, like to ingest it. Mm, no, I'm personally. so I'm so into ingesting. Um, come, come, like I'm, I yeah. love it. Only and with also with strangers or yes. in, a, in a situation where you didn't know them that yes. well, or would yes. you, do you need this connection to, uh, to for go me? There? Thank you for asking. No, for me, I don't need the connection with come. With P, I was just thinking about this. Uh, I know we talk, this is a scat episode, but I was thinking about it like years ago, I also had a boyfriend where we were intensely in love and anything went. And so there was a time where he peed in my mouth and I swallowed it. And I thought it was the most like romantic thing I had done and I was so excited. And then of course I wanted to return the favor. So I went to pee on him and of course I couldn't do it. We tried for hours and hours and I just simply couldn't pee in his mouth. And he was there with his face under my pussy, just like waiting hungrily. And <laughs> I couldn't do it. My, my mind, I just couldn't give it to him. And so what he turned around and said to me was, he's never going to let me have his again. And I'll never forget that because I God, was like... God, that was a that, proper relationship was, drama right there. Right, that was kind of cruel because he gave me his gift and I took it. And it wasn't like I didn't want to give him my pee. I desperately wanted to, but I just simply couldn't. And I felt like he was, what's the word? He was um, punishing me, Pun- you know? Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, that was about six or seven years ago. And just recently, like literally in the last two weeks, I met this new random lover on field. And uh, normally I'm very, um, very dumb. But we had a situation where we were in the shower, he wanted to pee. And I got down on my knees and I took that pee in my mouth and I swallowed it and it was delicious. And it was our first date, you know, essentially a stranger. But I just had this feeling like it was just the hottest thing. And now, how much are you? How much are you tasting it? Because um, I feel like I have all the thoughts. You know, are they on medication? What could be yeah, in there? That's a good question. Yeah. No, his pee was, you know, surprisingly um, neutral, delicious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's just something about the kinkiness of it all, the, the taboo, the hotness. It's so intimate. It's super It's so intimate. unbelievably intimate with body fluids. So. I agree. But initially I thought that the only way I would swallow someone's pee if it was my loving partner that, and it was a romantic gesture. But now it's like you can have these intimate romantic moments with one night stands or random partners or, you know, it doesn't have to be your one and only. Yeah. And that, and like I said, it was only in the last few weeks. So I'm really always learning and finding out what I I can do and how much I want to, to give and it doesn't ha there doesn't have to be a rule yeah I definitely relate to that I feel like it's like the intimacy doesn't have to be like oh in a long-term relationship or like super it's just like the the feeling of wanting to take something from someone and then it can be really hot I think when you don't know them because it's like I have this like passing intimacy with you that's so intense that's not that's not surrounded by anything else of like emo whatever whatever it could be or, or it could be emotional but you know what I mean like not surrounded by this whole other context did you because like I I mean maybe you're gonna think that I'm like just a massive baby but I I definitely I had a um like boyfriend whatever a couple of years back who was really into you know spitting play during sex and you know he loved I don't know being on top of me and then you know pushing my face down and then really taking a big spit blob and like oh. let it drop in my mouth yeah and after you know I was like okay you know you into it you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try it and I just thought nah like I couldn't you know after a couple of weeks I was like I'm sorry I have to call this off it's not it's not my kind of drink I can do during <laughs> during sex and I you know of course I loved kissing him whatever you know but it was just the the amount of it in concentration and how it felt when it you know dropped down on me and there was like I don't know I was surprised finding out about myself that I was put off by something so seemingly innocent than just a blob of spit. It seems to be a good way to test your borders or to find your borders to see which fluids and where you can go or which masses or poop play yeah yeah with the it should intimacy. be something you should put on field you know straight from the beginning how much ux can i put on you i remember for me as a teenager one of these games i had in my head i don't know if i ever told anyone this it was always which which celebrity or which person would i like would i most like to to be with and for me the the litmus test in my head is would i eat her poo this was always <laughs> i would ask myself the question and i would look at them and think really nice but no and I think in the end I think I only ever had maybe two or three celebrities who I thought yes definitely and n no others really passed up and I'm reevaluating all of this right now <laughs> but did you did you ever apply this test in real life as well unfortunately I never met any of these celebrities to test it out on them <laughs> with anyone else no I, I, I think the closer they come maybe was something like rimming I need to be in some kind of decent connection to someone for rimming. Same. As long as they're clean, you know, as long as like they've showered. They're not just taking If a I shit. really like them, I wouldn't care. But if I didn't, if I didn't know them that well, yeah, it would have to be some post 
post sauna, post bathtub or shower or something. It depends. I judge. I make a judgment of like how, you know, if it's like some like, yeah. Judging on various factors, I would be like, how likely are they to wash their ass after they shit? Like, I might be like, oh, they've just taken a shower. But I also feel like rimming a guy is sort of like a prep for fucking him because men obviously have more of this, like their ass should, they should be impermeable. I think that also relates to the shitting thing. Like it's also one of the other area, one of the only other areas on a on a male body apart from the penis where there really is this huge like on on the anus if you're being ripped where there's a huge amount of sensation apart yeah. from on your penis. Like, like even yeah. on your anus, not just like inside. No, no, actually on on the anus. Like for any bi guys and gay guys, like rimming is always part of it like pretty much it's always part of what you do with guys in particular in one-on-one contacts anyway definitely rimming is like de rigueur it's what you do because of this sensation because it's so it's so so comparable to like having like getting a blowjob so we've addressed shit from a variety of angles from the theological to the materialist and we figured out that christ shits God shits, we all shits. We've talked about shit as waste, shit as worship, shit as subject forming substance. So yeah, think about that as you're shitting today. Uh, are you gonna start a reformation on your toilet? And yeah, we'll see you next time. Signing out from Berlin and from London and have a good evening. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. You've just been listening to Crude. If you'd like to join the conversation, follow us on Insta, crude underscore podcast, C-R-U-D-E underscore podcast or email us on crude.berlin at gmail.com.